Well, shall we start Tuesday together? I'd like to. I hope you'd like to as well. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network on this Tuesday morning, May 23rd. The kids are counting down the days until school is out for the summer. Let's begin our morning in prayer as we always do in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Tuesday to you. I think I think we're finally getting back into the swing of things uh, post-conference. It's been a busy two weeks. What started with a trip to Peoria for Archbishop Sheen's birthday two weeks ago turned into just one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, in a good way. But wow, it has been busy. And uh, I said to Beth the other day, I said, I'm so tired and I just can't figure out why. And she said, well, I can tell you why. You've been busy. Um, when we get back into the swing of things, there's some sweet relief in that. And you know, at the center of that for me, I don't know about you, but at the center of that for me is some time and prayer, taking the time to unplug all the devices, turn them off, leave them aside, set them aside, and just spend some time with our Lord in prayer and in quiet and let him be that sweet refreshment, which is a great thing to remember as we get ready for Pentecost because in the uh, the Veni Sancte Spiritus, it's one of the things we say about the Holy Spirit, sweet refreshment, and uh, I love it. I love it. On the show, Jane Gunther is going to be with us today to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and uh, we're going to visit with, well, actually, we visited with Jesse Romero back at the Marian Conference over this past weekend. And uh, he's actually in St. Louis. He was speaking last night. He's speaking tonight again. Um, but we're going to have Jesse on the show today as well. All of that. But first, let's go to Mike Roberts and our Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of St. John the Baptist de Rossi. Born in Italy in the late 17th century, he was the fourth child of Francis and Charles who were devoted to their faith. John, following the example set by his parents, developed a great love for the Lord as he grew up. When he was 10 years old, he was serving Mass and attracted the attention of a wealthy couple. In conversation afterwards, they were so impressed by his intelligence and devotion. They asked his parents if they could provide him an education. His parents said yes, and John went with them to Genoa to work as a page and attend school. 
His father passed away when he was 12, but John stayed in Genoa and then a year later went to Rome to study with the Jesuits with the intention of becoming a priest. But John had epilepsy, which normally would mean he was excluded. However, because of his great faith and intellect, he was allowed to become a priest and then gave himself over to a life of service. During the day, he attended to Rome sick and homeless, and by night he ministered to the street people, helping to found a shelter for homeless women. He also provided care to prisoners and workers. John's example was an inspiration to his fellow priests. At one point he told them, Ignorance is the leprosy of the soul. How many such lepers exist in the church here in Rome, where many people don't even know what's necessary for their own salvation? He became known as the Apostle of the Abandoned and died on this day in 1764. St. John the Baptist de Rossi, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Pentecost Sunday is this Sunday, and I love this feast. I keep trying to uh, convince my firefighter friends that they need to make the offer to do what they do. I think it's at the Pantheon in Rome that they drop the red rose petals down from the ceiling of the church. I, I know some firefighters in the parish and say, just don't bother. You have it taken care of. But it's one of those things that it's a great reminder for me that we have this advocate, this paraclete that our Lord said, I will send you another paraclete. I will send you an advocate. When the Holy Spirit comes to you, you will be my witnesses. And, you know, it, it, it's unfortunately in life, sometimes someone gives us a gift and we're like, oh, this is a wonderful gift. And we're enamored by it. And then we put it on the shelf or we put it in the cabinet or we put it in the basement and years go by and years go by. And then we're doing some deep cleaning. We say, oh, look at this great gift that we got. I've never used it. Or I used it once, and then I put it away, and I haven't touched it since then. And how often, friends, do you and I do that with the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Well, Jane Gunther is with us today, and Jane is from the Catholic Renewal Center in St. Louis, where they often talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to see Jane. Patty Schneier taught me this last year on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, if I can remember it. Wisdom, understanding, consul, knowledge, piety, fortitude, and fear of the Lord. Yep. Did I get them all? You got them right. All right. Okay, so we know what they are, but how do we use them? Yeah, well, we use them by talking about them. It always infuriates me. It's like when I used to teach uh, baptismal prep in a parish as a pastoral associate, it used to drive me crazy because uh, I would ask the parents, what what gifts are we asking to be bestowed on your children as they are baptized, and I would get everything but those seven gifts. I would get, we're giving them faith, hope, and love. Well, well, that's true. Those are beautiful virtues. Um, you know, or they would name, you know, all the fruits of the Spirit. But really, the gift that the Holy Spirit brings are these seven sanctifying gifts that actually help us on our pathway to holiness that God calls us to. And so it, it is so sad that we... We receive them and we set them on a shelf as though they need to be dusted every once in a while, <laughs> but they need to be used. And how do we use them? I used to tell those parents, you use them by talking about them, by offering them in your daily life to the life of that child. So I would encourage parents to actually, like if you, even if, if an infant is out in creation, that gift of fear of the Lord, wonder and awe just say, like, look at this beautiful leaf that's fluttering over your head. 
It's the most beautiful mobile you can put a child in front yeah. of is the moving constellation of the Lord, yeah. right? So it's like making sure that you're using those words, using um, like we know that one of the gifts is this gift of of courage, of of really desiring to be able to walk in what the Lord asks us to walk in. Pray for that every day. Ask the Lord to give you the courage. Ask for the wisdom. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking the other day, we were talking, uh, Beth and I, and I think, though, you could, you listening right now, you could insert yourself into this analogy. We have a decision to make about something, and it's just, you know, the course of life. There are many decisions you have to make, and what will be the implications if we choose A over B? How are we going to make sure that the finances align for A and or B? And what does this mean for our family in terms of logistics with A or B? And all of these things. And, you know, for each of us, it's different. Um, And finally, we, we had that light bulb moment. Aha, you know, uh, we we were given some gifts to help us in moments exactly like this. Why don't we stop and say a prayer to the Holy Spirit to help us discern A or B? Exactly. Well, right. When my own children were little, and I'm, I, I'll use this as an anecdotal to that because I really wanted to teach them about the gift of right judgment. And so even as little toddlers, you know, it's like they'd be like, I want a cookie, and it'd be five minutes till dinner. And I would actually say, let's stop and pray to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit for the right judgment. Is this the time to have a a cookie or not? And sometimes I would win, and they'd be like, yeah, Mommy, the Lord told me not to. And sometimes the Lord said, I lost. And they were like, no, Jesus told me I should get a cookie. And so, you know, in order to actually foster, we're listening to the Lord, I probably gave them the tiniest Teddy Graham cookie to satisfy that desire. But it's like we do have to honor fostering this formational growth in our in ourselves and in our family members. Yeah. You know, I heard a beautiful talk recently. And the speaker asked the question, what are you afraid of? And then that, that's another gift I think we think, forget. Fear of the Lord is actually, a, it is a gift to be afraid of the Lord. I mean, he's God. And, uh, you know, if, there's a whole interview we could do about the implications of if we could see the face of God. Um, it probably would not actually go well for us this side of the beatific vision because, mm-hmm. you know, for the same reason you can't have any sin on you and get into heaven. You may have to go through that time of purgation. Right. Um, but then when I'm looking at, oh, you know, maybe a little higher stakes than a cookie. Maybe this isn't all that bad. It's like, well, hold on. Do I have holy fear of the Lord that if I violate his commandments and I violate his decrees and just say, yeah, Adam Wright knows better. It's been known to happen, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> am, am I afraid of the consequence? Because our God is a just God. He is a just God. Yes. And and fear of the Lord really does actually keep us in, you know, because the modern term is that wonder and awe, but it is that I am in such awe of the God who created me. Like, so it's putting things in the right order, right? That he is the creator, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> and so if he's the creator, then I need to be the creature. And sometimes we don't like to be the creature. The flip side of that I'm thinking of is how many times have we encountered someone and it's like, well, go up and say hi to him. It's like, oh, no, that person's too big of a deal. I could never, I could never approach them and say hi to them. It's like, no, go ahead. And we have a God who's like, who is that big of a deal? The biggest of all deals 
and yet still allows us to approach him in yes. prayer. And absolutely. it's absolutely wonderful. And desires that so, so much All that right. we would come. Well, moral of the story, we have these gifts. Don't put them on a shelf. Use them. Pray for them. <laughs> or not pray for them. You have them. Pray, pray for guidance on how to use yeah, them every use day. Them. <laughs> All right. Well, Jane Gunther, thank you so much for being with us oh, to talk yeah. about this as we get ready for Pentecost. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. One of the things I love about going to conferences is you get to meet so many people. People you've probably say, I've seen that person online before. I've read that person before. But now I get to meet that person. And Jesse Romero has been a guest on Roadmap to Heaven several times since we began the program a little over three years ago. But it's great that for the first time I can say, now I've met Jesse That's Romero. Right, Jesse, it's great to have you yes, with us sir. on the show today. So we always talk about spiritual warfare, you and I, and the reality of it, and what our responsibilities are, what our authority is, because we know that uh, God gives us authority, and the demons know that God gives us authority. And we talk about why we should use that authority. I want to ask you a question today, though, to start out. Maybe there's some men listening that are saying, you know, I, he- I hear you guys. And here you go. Great. It's Adam and Jesse again. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing that. And, and we decide to abdicate our responsibility as husbands, as fathers, as leaders of the household. What are we opening ourselves up to when we do that? Well, I'll just go to my uh, experience when I was growing up. I grew up in a suburb of Los Angeles, California, infested with gangs, Hispanic gangs, uh, narcotics. In fact, the suburb that I grew up in, Los Angeles County, it was called the city of San Fernando, a suburb of L.A. It was the most violent, the homicide capital of California for, from 1975 to 1980. And I got those statistics when I became a Los Angeles deputy sheriff. I said, whoa, I grew up in this hellhole? Literally. One of the things I noticed with all the people around my neighborhood, next door, across the street, next block, it was infested with gangs. Me and my four brothers, we weren't gang members. We were like oddballs. We walked around the street. They go, there's a Romero brothers. These guys aren't gang members. They would always try to recruit us into the gang. We just said, get away from here. Get away. We're athletes. And we're Catholic schoolboys too. But I, here's what I believe the reason I was protected. I think my dad understood the power of his prayers and his authority. But my dad, as, as I remember from about the age of about 22 when I married and left the house, my dad, in his big, burly construction voice, would call the, his four Romero sons, Hey, boys, get over here to the room, in Spanish. We'd run to the room before he'd go to bed at night, like 9, 30, 10. And uh, we all knew intuitively. My mom, would say, my mom would say, kneel down. All four of us would kneel down. And my dad would put his hands on, on top of our forehead and say, I, in Spanish, I bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. No, get out of here. We got up and leave. He did that. I can remember probably from about the age of 8, 9, 10, till I left the house at 22. My dad had no idea what his prayers actually did for all four of us because all of us grew up to be normal, functional, well-adjusted, non-drug, non-gang, and then ended up making something of ourselves. My dad's been dead for over 10 years, but we talked later on in life before he passed away. I said, Dad, I think your blessing... Every evening for years and years till I left the house and got married with Anita, it afforded a protection that I needed 
And it also afforded the grace that I needed to continue in this, what we call this interior conversion to Christ. Uh, so I think that me and my brothers are exhibit A of what happens when a father lays hands on you and blesses you every day. Not everyone listening today is a father. Not everyone listening today is a husband. But everyone listening today, most everyone, I assume, is Catholic, right? And one of the things, uh, you and I did an interview a few weeks ago. After the interview we were talking, one of the, the points you brought up is that exorcists today, when they are doing their work, it's taking longer. And part of the reason for that is because the prayers of the laity are so low right now, not in terms of, I, I guess, quality, but quantity. You know, there's, there's people who are leaving the church, sadly, and there are fewer people praying, and that is having an impact. In the end, I mean, because our Lord is victor, the, the exorcists, they get the job done through the grace of God. Right. But when we, when we say, well, I'm not going to worry about that, that's having an impact in the church on earth here. Absolutely, because there are just less people that are projecting prayers into the cosmos. Pre-1965, uh, 75% of Catholics in America would go to Mass on Sunday. Three out of four Catholics went to Holy Mass on Sunday. Right now, about 12 to 15% of Catholics go to Mass on Sunday. We have never had this few Catholics since 1776 going to Mass and praying and receiving the sacraments as we do right now. So, were the church militant to lay people, we have less people in the church militant right now Therefore, we have less people praying in the church militant. And our priests, bishops and exorcists, their ministry is supported by the, by the prayer power of the lady. Just like a general in the army. He'd probably like, you know, versus having 50 guys, he'd like to have 5,000 troops. You know, his command as, as a general in the army He's going to be more effective. He has 5,000 soldiers versus 50 soldiers. The same thing happens in the spiritual realm. If there's less people praying, less church militant praying, lay people, it's going to have a direct effect on our generals who are out there. So when we talk about what we can do, I mean, number one, engage in a life of prayer. But some are able to do more. So if, if you're the listener right now at home who is going to be home, all day today. And you've got the time. Maybe you're retired. You know, you've got the time to pray instead of one set of mysteries of your rosary. Pray all four sets today. You just added so much then to what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of people, again, that are just invalid, handicapped, have medical problems. God has called them specifically to the ministry of prayer, to the ministry of redemptive suffering, to the ministry of penance. And so th their prayer power is going to be so much more effective because the fact is when you add penance to prayer it just makes your prayers that much more, more efficacious more meritorious yeah don't waste your suffering that's right I like to say As, yeah Fulton Sheen used to say that he used to say when I drive by a hospital he says it pains me to think of all the people in there if they knew what they can do with their suffering we could transform every hospital in America into a nuclear prayer power plant wow i absolutely love it so next time you're homesick you've got work to do you're saying oh i can't get out of bed well you don't have to be able to get out of bed to pray you can pray right there yeah our lord prayed on the cross the 12 apostles and they all went to their own particular martyrdoms they were all praying as they were dying uh, that's just a tradition of the catholic faith 
the early Christians of the Roman Colosseum. If, if you're suffering and praying, we call that, this Our Lady of Fatima says, many souls go to hell because nobody does prayer and penance. So there's, there's a double-edged sword, prayer and penance. That means uniting your suffering along with your prayer. Yeah, not prayer or penance. No. We've got to get the right conjunction there. Yeah. And Jesse Romero, it's great to meet you in person. It's great to have you on the show with us. Again, I know you've got to get ready for your talk you're giving here at the Marian Conference. But all the best to you and to your wife. And thanks for being part of Roadmap to Heaven today. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Here is our catequiz question today. We were talking earlier about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit? And no, my children are listening. The answer is not strawberries and kiwi and banana and apple and orange and mango. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, there are 12 of them, charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. Paragraph 1832 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church states that the fruits of the Spirit are perfections that the Holy Spirit forms in us as the first fruits of eternal glory. The first fruits of eternal glory. So perhaps if you're walking around and you're saying to yourself when you do that midday exam or that nightly examination of conscience, you know, I'm not very charitable. I'm kind of grumpy. I'm not a joyful person at all, and I have no patience. And uh, what is peace? And I don't need to be kind. So leave me alone. And so on and so forth. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, just maybe. If that's if that's you or me, we need to be having a talk with the Lord about whether or not we are using those gifts of the Holy Spirit and being open to those fruits of the Holy Spirit. We should ask for them. We should ask for these dispositions in our life. We're going to get you our daily dose of encouragement. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven right here on Covenant Network. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, we are, well, as Patty said yesterday, taking a look at the prayer book of Jesus. We're taking a look at some favorite psalms. So, Patty, what psalm is on tap today. Well, as you said yesterday, there's a psalm for that. There's a psalm for almost everything. And again, if we think about these words that Jesus would have memorized and prayed, these prayers, he knew the psalms. He was quoting the psalms even from the cross when he said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? That was a psalm. That was the beginning of a psalm. So I think it behooves all of us to turn to the Psalms. And yesterday I talked about turning to the Psalm 51 in times of preparation for confession. I have a beautiful one to share with you today that I use as a Psalm after confession, in particularly after confession. But we pray this Psalm all the time. It's Psalm 103, Psalm 103. We pray it often in the liturgy. I love this Psalm, but think about it in light 
of having received the Lord's mercy in confession. And then my heart just wants to rejoice with these words. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with kindness and compassion. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in kindness. He will not always chide, nor does he keep his wrath forever. Not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so surpassing is his kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And often as a responsorial psalm, the refrain is, the Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and merciful. So I want to just offer that psalm for you today, knowing especially if you've gone to confession, your sins are gone. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he put our transgressions from us. And then just praise God for his mercy and go to the psalms. It gives you these beautiful, beautiful words to capture that feeling of what's in our heart after we receive the grace of the sacrament of confession and we receive the Lord's mercy. I love Psalm 103. Look it up today and pray those words. We're all called to evangelize, and if someone says, tell me about God, what's God like? You just gave us the answer. The Lord is kind and merciful. Patty, thank you for this encouragement. I need to do something this afternoon that I've been putting off for a while. I have a friend who's going through kind of a scary time, kind of a tough time, and just want to write that friend a letter reminding them that we have a God who loves them, reminding them that we have a reason for hope, reminding them that we have a reason to trust, reminding them that we have a reason to surrender to a God who loves us, right? But it's something I've been putting off, not because I don't like to take the time to write to people. In fact, I text friends all the time. I send emails. I even have been known to handwrite a letter or two. But this is someone who, in my, you know, in my life, in the, the circles I run in, this is someone who doesn't necessarily believe what we believe about the faith. And I get scared to share my faith sometimes. You know, it's very easy to share my faith with you here on the radio. You and I, we're on the same page, right? If I tell you we have a reason for hope, you say, yeah, yeah, we do. Adam, let me tell you about my experience I had as a reason for hope. But the call to evangelize, sometimes it can be the scariest with those we know who don't believe. In fact, I'd have no problem getting up in a room full of people, knowing that many wouldn't believe and saying, I've, I've been asked to share with you why I believe. But that fear of if I share with this person, will that affect our friendship. Will that affect, really, we're neighbors, you know, so will that affect our neighborly relationship, you know, because I like to have a good relationship with my neighbors. And yet, can you imagine if someone was going through something and we had the answer and we said, yeah, I'm not going to share that with you. I just, I, I don't feel that you're worth the risk of how awkward this could become. 
how you, you might say, you know what, don't ever talk to me again. I don't, I don't want to hear about your religion. Well, if we care about people, then we have to ask ourselves that question, is it worth the risk? Is it worth the risk of them, you know, going through life and then one day dying, not knowing what you and I know? Now, it's not meant to be a lecture. It's not meant to say, you know, you're facing a tough time or a scary time or a medical thing or a, or a family dynamic or whatever it may be. You better get to church. It's about saying, you know, we have God who did this for us so that in these moments we wouldn't be alone. And now, don't get me wrong. There is a call to conversion that is necessary and is part of it. And I share all of this with you today because I was reminded this weekend, what am I afraid of? And I think after reflecting on that for a few days, I'm more afraid of what I will have to answer for. If say this doesn't work out well for this person, and then one day God will say to me, Adam, you knew, you knew, you said it on the radio on Tuesday morning, May 23rd, at 7.50-something a.m., that you needed to do this, and you didn't follow through and do this. Why not? Why not, Adam? So, let's not be afraid. Let's speak from the heart. Let's go to the sacred heart of our Lord and ask for the grace we need to evangelize. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know what? As Jane Gunther reminded us earlier, I should be praying to the Holy Spirit to enkindle in me the fire of his love and to give me the grace I need to use the gifts he's already given me, right? So I need to do that today. Join us tomorrow for another episode of Roadmap to Heaven. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for being with us today. And as the Blessed Mother wants us to do each and every day, do not forget to pray your rosary today.